the sample axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, you're listening to the Sample Axis podcast. So we're back for Sample Axis podcast. That's so cliche. Yes, 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 yo. But we move. Sample Axis podcast episode 49. One. Why do we have to start like this every time? Doesn't really matter. I'm hungry. Wow. Yeah. Nobody nobody needs to hear <laughs> that. Nobody needs to know that. I'm hungry. Nobody cares about your story. I'm hungry for success. <laughs> See what I did there? Segway. <laughs> I'm hungry for success. So yeah, episode 49 uh, for new listeners or for old listeners, uh, our partners on the podcast, thank you for vibing with us. Thank you for your time. If you have been listening from episode 1 to 49 and you haven't missed an episode, I think you deserve a gift. You're a real G. You deserve big shout outs. Big shout outs. You deserve a million dollars. You deserve big money. But that's that's major. That's major. Yeah. I know. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, we're excited day by day, week in, week out, in and out of season, in and out of time. We record these pieces and, you know, make it like a thesis, like we're writing projects to the mistress. So, of course, we have plans for the future. Episode 50 will be a special, uh, a special roll call or list of 50 special songs. Uh, we consider special and um you know of all time go back in time special music and stuff like that um yeah into the future would we're looking at more interviews more specials more we still have the fella season uh, yeah we still have the so Makosad Manu the Bango season. Still have the Michael Jackson season as well. Yeah, so we have not been able to put that together and I mean those those legends deserve the best the best pod the best analysis that we can make about about their music and their their times, their lifetimes. Uh so yeah, we're going to get to all of that. Just so we announce or we let you know that we are in for the long game, all things being equal, if Jesus tarries. We, we are here for the long haul so <laughs> yeah, there will be, exactly. be a lot of samples there will be a lot of analysis there will be a lot of music comparisons and of course we want to do more there might be interviews, there might be merchandise of course there will be merchandise when the time is right and all of those things so yeah, we needed to just say a few things to, before we start so today we have a generational episode uh, that means or in my term, what that means is that a song that has come back in two different generations that have been stepped down twice. There are a few songs that have been sampled multiple times, 40 times, 20 times. But in some cases, it's not clear how a song gets sampled by two different generations. So you, you wonder if the inspiration came from the original maker of the song or came from the first sampler, if that makes sense. So uh, I'm just going to do like a brief mention and Nelson will do the background and outline of the thesis for today. Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson is a Nigerian high life legend of all standards and there was the song that he made around the late 60s titled Sawale which is an iconic Nigerian song about women obviously. Uh, A classic Nigerian high life song up there with many of the best high life songs ever made in Nigeria and we bounce into 1991 uh, the man called Alexito who we are going to talk a lot about today um, in the mix as well making a song titled Walang Colombo 
pop song in Nigeria, also some reggae energy in that. So we have seen High Life bouncing into reggae 30 plus years after. And then in 2005, about 14 years after, we find a new artist, Flavor, making a smash hit out of that staple sound. So High Life bounces into reggae, bounces into Afropop of the early 2000s. So yeah, we are here to connect all the dots that you didn't know you needed to see. My name is Gwega Adeoya. Welcome to the pod. Nothing is here. <laughs> yo, yo, it's been great, man. It's been great being right, you know, talking about music all the time. I feel excited every time I get to talk about music. I feel excited every time I get to talk about, um, you know, artists that have been around for a very long time or the artists that have died. And sometimes we have forgotten about these names. Maybe your songs live on, but we have forgotten about some of these names and their legacies. And I'm so happy they were talking about Cardinal Rex Lawson today, which is somebody that, um, after he died in 1971, which is a long time, yeah, that's 50 years now. Are you sure? Yeah, 50 years, 1971. 51, 91. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. That's silly. That's 50 years from now. So, it's been a whole lot. And then you think about it. You remind you of somebody like Bob Marley, Bob Marley. You think about Bob Marley and be like, oh, yeah, Bob Marley was an artist that passed in 1981 and till today he's relevant and that's the same way you put you know cardinal rex lawson now cardinal rex lawson was said to have recorded over 100 songs before he passed and he was around for a short time when i mean for a short time he had more to give he died at the age of 37 and of course like you're thinking about it right now he wasn't even 37 yeah he was 36 plus but you know Let's just say time is time, you know, it was supposed to be 37. And one of the songs he dropped that, you know, we're going to talk about today, Sawale, was actually released sometime between 1966 to 1969. But now a lot of people would say it's 1969, so we're just going to work with 1969. Uh, how do we begin the story? Throwback to what we have done before, episodes that we have talked about. In what aspects have we not touched on any of these three are there any of them that we have talked about yeah was, so, yeah okay let's just talk about the three artists um cardinal rex lawson did sour in 1969 as we have accepted right now and in 1991 alexito did baby wala colombo now the tune how many years is that oh uh, 69 that's like 22 years yeah, exactly 22 years it was a lot more than that 22 yeah. years and then wait he died in 71 yes so he made the song like two, two years, years before, before he passed. passed. Yeah, wow, wow. But he has a lot of other songs that were very big, like Jolly Papa. There were a couple of songs because he sang in different dialects. Ibibio, mm. Ijo, Epic, Epic, and Uruba. of course he was yeah, yeah. So he did he did it all basically, and of course so you think about it now, 1969 to 1991. From 1991, now we have now we have a 2005. Now 2005, that's 14 years. So basically, you can actually say there's like a shift in terms of the song from generation to generation. Yeah, so the people we have talked about, Flavor, on the episode where we talked about Lionel Richie, uh, the song... Stuck on you. Oi Now Tumo. Oi Now Tumo. I don't know. Oi. Maybe Arikachiko. That's what we can say. So we mentioned a few things about Flavor, but that wasn't really a deep dive. Uh, there was never a reason to... I'm sure we have mentioned Alexito in some episodes, but not, not really a deep dive like that. Yeah. 
Well, we have, of course, we have said something about Alexito. Like, albums he wasn't like, apart from the album that he released in 1988 that had Tikumi, I don't think there were like any other standard albums anymore because in 1991, I think Wala Colombo came off as a single, yeah. but just blew up. I think Premier Records knew that something was going to happen with this song and they pushed it as much as they could. Yeah, video and, and that's everything. what happened, you understand? And then you think about it. Yeah, so much. There's so much to talk about. We probably have like so. We we could just stay here and just talk for hours. No, it has to be organized. So let yeah. me let me you know, sixty nine to two thousand and five. That's the timeline, right? Or that's the dateline. Um, mm. Alex Cito. I was reading an article. One of one of those articles you sent to me. So that person regarded Alex Cito as a legend in Nigerian music, right? Yeah. But. When we talk legends, my first instinct is the first thing that comes to mind is how much did they do? How much music is out there to check out? What was the impact when they were here? So clearly, we would want to call Alexi to a legend. Yeah. For certain things. First of all, there's no. Who else is in that class? Because this a lot of our, our generation have a problem with that. Yeah. Olamide has 10 albums and counting. Olamide is a legend. Yes, but a lot more people, because of old age, would say, Kila Omode is singing, what are they singing nowadays? And, but we, that's and so they, it's easy to dismiss, you know, Olamide, or yeah, even... It's easy to dismiss Olamide, though. It's not easy. We are talking as millennials or whatever. Yeah. But if you talk to 40-year-olds who were popping in, you know, 80s or 90s, they will say, ah, back then... When they made music, William uh, uh they will talk about these OGs, right? And so, when I ask about albums, again, the climate is different, music industry is different, but this this legendary thingy, or maybe we should again, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> but really narratives matter at the same time. If we don't represent them, Burner and Davido, and we don't represent the run towns of this world very well, we might just, you know completely lose it we might just like completely lose it or we might just misrepresent facts for the next generation let's just let's just say this so way. just to clarify this part of the talk how many more legends are in alexito's generation evier now goli yeah magic would do me fashi key we have this key now this key for i'm sure every, almost everybody that rocked to that time no Okay, they um, might know. I say almost everybody that rocked with that time know DZK Falala. Hold on before you go on. Ecstasy. No. Nah. No, nah, Ecstasy is early now. Late 90s to early 2000s. I don't even know, but... Uh, well, Ecstasy, though, when you think about the Super Story song, what do you think? But that's just one song. But still, you see, that's, that's the thing know, about... I don't know so much about Ecstasy. That's the thing about this legendary thing that we need to talk about. Let's just Sometimes say it's not, it's not in, he had a great not, time. Yeah. And when he had a great, a great run. A great, apart from great time, there are some songs that we talk about that, like, they hit so much. Do you understand? They hit so I mean, much. Look, look. It, there has to be... A, there's, no, there's no criteria to this thing. It's easy to call... It's in, impact... In, in fact, I'm an going influence. to ask King Sonia Day, it's easy to call those legends. Yes. Why? Not one, not two, not ten, not... Let's say like not this. 25 she, made, she made a legendary song. 
Nah, we don't need to snip in that. Nah, word. because Superstory is to. a legendary song. This, it's a super story. No, it's the the, the, the emotions that come to the song, the vibes, the vibe that comes to the Bro, song. Bro, let me tell you, there are many other songs like that that didn't make it to, eh. didn't make it to TV every Thursday night. Eh, the reason why Superstory uh, is big is because it's, it's in your face every night. Exactly, but it still had like influence. Do you know Azizat? Of course, you know Azizat. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten her big song, but. If that song was in your face every Friday night, I'm saying would. what I'm saying is sometimes the criteria is not is not set in stone or set in time. Let's not babble too much. Let's not move around too much. But yeah, legendary is legendary. Alex O, the Jastics. I mean, I can't. St- Come on, the the entire Jastics team. Legends. Those are legends. I mean, for life. Uh, this man that under pressure. Yeah, uh, Raskimono. So those are undisputed. Yeah. Because hit songs. Orit Wiliki. To me, come on, I mean, come on, come on. So, again, it's easy to quote unquote disrespect when you have these conversations because, again, I wasn't here at the time, we're only learning in retrospect. But let's represent this thing, this young guy as well. It's not easy to drop albums every year and you know, be out there, yeah, yeah. Again, the conditions are better for the youngins now. You, you drop a song on, you already have one million people on IG. Yeah. The distribution is on, is on your fingers. These OGs needed to go and beg Premier Records or go and sit down for weeks recording, for months recording, waiting for distribution, and then signing one messed up deal. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the conditions are different. So we have to also consider, you know, what's out there. Again, you know, times have changed and it might even get better in the future because look at the concept of social media and how you garner Ghana following. Someone who has 10 million followers today can actually move past 10 million when they get to a new space. If Davido goes for a radio run or a tour in China today, China doesn't allow some of these apps, but just enter a new space. Yeah. You can move from 10 million followers to 15 million followers. What that means is that you don't need a label or you don't need, of course, you need the big distribution for radio and for shows. But people who stream your music can move from 1 million to 1.5 million True. within two years because you have built that following. So the game is different for, you know, the generations that we that we are in. So let's just get back to 1969 and set the story. How much do we know of Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson? Do I have a story? I'm going to tell you a short one. So I have an uncle and he's big on Sonny Ade, old Nigerian music. He is... He's an OG in himself. He likes the old song. So I think that may have been the first time I came across a playlist that had Fela, had, um, of course, Abinaza Obey, had those OGs. And somewhere there you would find Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson. And I would, you know, out of curiosity, open these folders and just play what's there. And, you know, I got to know uh, this man, especially Dr. Victor Lai, our blessed memory. This was my first, and this was only recently, 2010 or t- 2009. That was when I learned about uh, Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson. And that was around the same time I started to hear the names Bobby Benson, uh, Adeolu Akinsonya, uh, If You Marry Taxi Driver. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I think, think that was Bobby Benson. Benson. Yeah. You know, those songs came to mind. We did something on Eddie Oconta at, at a time. Yeah. You know, Eddie Oconta. So, you know, you, you learn about those songs on Nigerian radio, on Yoruba radio more specifically. And yeah, that's that's my story of 
old Nigerian music more than any of the person I, I would say I listen to the most in that generation is um, Dr. Victor Laya, Iye Jamila, Ilule, Kosowolo, the Omopupa, Dr. Victor Laya's music penetrated my generation a lot more. I don't know why I'm singing the song now. Those are classics, you know. Yeah, that's classic And I'm scared that in the next 20 years when some of our, some of the grandfathers of today leave the face of the earth, it's easy to forget high life. I don't think so. Come on, we have people like... Because there will be electronic music all over the place. Yeah, but I don't think so. We have people like the new guys. I know someone who would want to listen to what we're saying here. Uh, you know, there's a doctor that's also a music writer, music historian mm. that I, I've been following on Twitter recently. So I'm, I'm going to send him this, this episode for, for assessment. Oh, he's okay. a high life. He's the one person I know in Nigeria who has an agenda to preserve high life. Yeah. So yeah. High life has to be preserved. Now we were talking all the way back uh to like the late late fifties when high life came into Nigeria slowly. You know I've talked about this before when we're talking about the Peacock band, um um Eddie Kwanza, yeah. as well as when we're talking about Eddie Okonta as well. I didn't go to these people started in the in the fifties. Yeah. And you know, sometimes the way you just said it now, at some point people must have felt like Eddie Okonta was just a spiritual being or somebody that never existed. Eddie Okunta? Yeah. Some, I mean, our Cardinal. generation, because I had it at some point, and I believe, to an extent, I'm, I'm a sample size, you know. Think about it, I'm a sample size. So, you think, let me be clear, when I say mystic, someone mysterious that you don't understand. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And what I get was that, that about him? Like, we, you know, it just felt like, we didn't know, it's like, we knew the name, we knew there was we, we we thought or we were not so sure there was somebody that actually lived that was being that was called Eddie Oh, Kunta. okay, okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? It sounded like it sounded like a figure. Yeah, like an enigma. Like that wasn't did it exactly actually happen or like, oh, is this oh, a oh, name oh, or Roger. exactly like we know that okay we people talk about Eddie Okunta, but like we don't have anything substantial to say but that's our generation Eddie so it's relative. That's what I'm saying that our generation so yeah. but but the thing is I get your point. So, so at some point some of these people would sound like lost people that people are probably never existed yeah. so it's always good and that's why i say big ups to the doctor for trying to preserve that but yeah. see what i'm thinking is what i'm saying is and I'm, what i'm saying at the moment is with the uh, you know appearance or the rejuvenation of high life from the people groups like cavemen yeah some music lovers are taking out their time not all of them taking out their time to say well you know what this sound that you guys are you know messing with there's a history to it yeah. so let, let me understand and then you listen to people like let me start from the easiest guys and what i mean easiest guys not too far back obonji hmm. from 2003 i hear stuff like that from them hmm. then you realize wow cavemen are good but they have not gotten to this guy's level yet because hmm. these guys are magical beings and then you go all the way back a little bit and then you begin to mess with sounds like, you know, Rex Lawson, Eddie Okunta, Victor Laya, Waifo, in all of his gloriousness, mm. you understand? Of blessed memory. In all of his glory. In all of his, all of his glory. Yeah, I was about to make a new word, like hallucinated. <laughs> in all of his glory, you know. And then you think back and then you continue to go back and back and then back. And then you begin to listen to new sounds. Mm. And then, you, so I feel like, yeah. Maybe there needs to be something like a history museum for music. 
just a thought. Just I'm, put it I'm out sure we're, we're close. We're yeah, closer to that than it's ever. something that you can always go back to and say, I want to listen to sounds from the 60s. What, what, what did the music... And the, I mean, we have that in other countries that are developed. What did the sound in the, in the 40s... What, what was it sounding like? What was the music like? What was the music like in the 60s? What was the music like in the 70s? We talk about a lot how the late 50s and till like the early 70s had two basic genres in Nigeria, Juju and High Life. Mm. So it was Juju and... Although they were the other, like, you know... So the sub-genres, the ones that were like the Owambe music kind of vibe mm-hmm. that was beginning to gain prominence at that time. But still, the main genres were Juju and High Life. But Owambe music and Juju connecting it. Yeah, that's what way. I'm saying. But you know, that's what, I said, that's what we said, the sub-genres. But, but look at what we have today in Nigeria. Random plug. I don't know these guys. They just got suggested to me on IG. It's Labule Backup Band. <laughs> that's their name Sick. and I just clicked on one of their works and they play really well oh, okay again not to disrespect anybody but it sounds like a no-brainer I think it's easier to make good music today yeah than a few years ago yeah. how do I let me phrase this properly if you get right instruments the piano good guitar I get proper writers no, no, it's all the time. Forget writers. I for now. Time. I'm talking about a band. Okay. You know alternate sound. Yeah, yeah. Those are like next level because they can mend production, mm-hmm. DJ Neptune's production or DJ, you know, TY Mix's production. They can mend that and translate it into a live performance yeah. excellently. I, I, I take that as or well. I, I term that as next level. But regular Owambe play, you need your guitars, you need a sick drummer you need the piano you need a, a, a you know a crazy talking drummer maybe yeah. one or two you need those sets if those sets are complete the skill set might not be as uh, as high for you to make good sound yeah because of the like because of the electronic you know you know these things have been enhanced yeah. if you bounce a guitar i don't know how to play but if you bounce bounce ones and the the speaker is mad. Uh, the whole place goes wild. Yes, no. <laughs> and then if you're able to just the, the lowest level of cohesion for a band, yeah, you can achieve something good. Exactly. So true. that's why I, I I kind of, you know, I, it looks easy to me. Maybe I'm maybe I don't know their story. Yeah. But it looks easy to me when I look up because of the high life. Of, no, not high life. Okay. Oh, music. All right. Again, I was going somewhere with this pop and rock in America, for instance. There's a way they connect. Yep. Maroon 5, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. They connect with Kendrick Lamar, connect with Lil Wayne. It's still rock. And then you can see how Lady Gaga can, you know, do pop songs. Bruno Mars can perform pop songs. And you can easily sync that into some rock. And then if you want to move to disco. So the fluidity of genres. Yeah. I say all of that to say that Juju, High Life. Owambe, maybe not Fuji, but still Fuji. There is a marriage or there is a connection over the years. Yeah, over I the years. If we are willing to explore that, but just just to talk about high life and where it's going. So if we don't see high life, maybe we will see um, variants of it like Omicron. All right. Maybe we will see. <laughs> All right. You know. Uh, All right. Um, genres that spill off high life because this man I, I'm, I'm talking about, Jolly Paps, that's his handle on Twitter, by the way. He says what we see in churches, Yoruba churches, and how they play, that's like feeding off what high life was. Yeah. 
and that connects to the streets again. Oh, one bear. So you talk to, I listened to Ruga, Ruga's interview. Ruga came from a cellar church. He was a musician in cellar church. So, you know, Vector 2. So I'm saying all of that to say that music finds a way to come back around. So all the Afro beats pick from High Life, pick from Fuji, pick from, that's why Buju and Cavemen can make, you know, Ogechuku. Ogechuku and, you know, that blend. So yeah. everything comes back around. But that staple sound, pure High Life, just might not be able to, you know, find its way back uh, as a pure standalone sound. Can yeah, we? but, but yeah, I, I I understand, and I think yeah, it's true. We need to also give room to the fact that the genre has evolved in the years. Yeah, I mean, we the change the person we are talking about today, Sawali, Rex Lawson didn't do high life like every other person. Mm. That's why there was a difference. Every other person like Eddie Okunta, Victor Olaya, Victor Waifo, Chief Fosita Osadebe had a particular structure. Mm. And they stuck with the structure. The yeah. trumpet leads. Oriental Brothers were they in the As mix? well, yeah, Oriental Brothers. They stuck with the structure, which is the trumpet leads. The trumpet and the vocals lead the sound. Yeah. So, and that was the main thing for a very long time. And then, not very, very long time, because Rex Lawson was still around the era as well. Mm. But he did something different. He led with... The auto saxophone, okay, which was off and different, so the sound was not meant to be great because you know how it is with music. You have a perfect way it is being done, so any like alter- alteration, alteration, it has to sound off. That's what they believe. But then this guy comes around, the young Creativity. game, and he says, "Okay, I'm not going to do the trumpet Let's change thing. the game. I'm going to do." I mean, he said, "Now normally the solos were meant for just the trumpet guys in high life." But he did alto saxophone and then added the trumpet at the end. Mm. So the trumpet was always what would end it, but yeah. he starts with this alto saxophone. And then he had a unique voice. Exactly. There's so, there's so much we we would say spoke about very him. well as well. Spoke well spoke because we well listened well. to one of his, interviews, his old really interviews. Cool. And there's not much out there, by the way. Yeah. One of those sources of information that we were able to find was Beautiful Nimbia's effort. Documentary. He made a documentary. Unworthy of a name. Unworthy really of a name. Really important one. And he, you know, detailed his life and, and times, the music he made, the friends. And, and you know, people who were respondents on that documentary talked uh, about... People like Chris Agilo and, of course, like his band members. Yeah. That How were around Mr. Brown. Yeah, as well as his nephew, Bob Manuel. What more to say about him? Because he died early. Like, yeah, like yeah. Seven. I mean, he had like a very weird life. I think we have to put this out there so that people do understand a little bit about Rex Lawson. Now, Rex Lawson, when he started, was not given a name. He had no official name. Because of the history. Because of the history. The fact that he, like, his mother had had different Lost children that had, you know, been around and they don't, they don't go past infancy. Mm. So, probably three months, four months, five months. They die. And they had, he had given birth like about seven times, I think. That's what, seven times, according to the documentary. So, she was the last one. Mm. And then his father said, I wouldn't take my time to give this one name. And that kind of left, like, a bad um, face for the father in this entire story because the father became reluctant to his mother. Take care of the Yeah, chief. because, of course, she's like, I, I think he had other wives as well. So, because yeah. he, he was a chief, so a Calabari chief. That happened, and then he wasn't given a name, and then his mom used to call him a... A child with no name. Hmm. So out of the child with no name, Ereke or Sema or something, Ereke or Sima or something, Ereke or Sima. So from the Ereke or Sima, the Ereke, he turned out to Rex. Yeah. To give himself an identity. Ereke or Sima. Ereke or Sima. Something like that. Ereke or Sima. From the Ereke or Sima, 
coined out the name Rex for himself. Now the cardinal. Do you know how slick that was in nineteen thirty whatever? Come on, nineteen forty. Come on, it's like boy guy. You now hear boy boy jizzy. Shout out to nobody's calling Igwe Jizzy. Shout out to Igwe Tupac's hype man. Yeah. If if Igwe Tupac says uh, Obi Kubana, you hear Obi Kubanizi. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a madman. <laughs> but it it must be sleek for you to want to sound sleek. At that yeah. Time. I mean, there are stories about the fact that which we have not, we cannot uh, say that actually happened. But the story says that he sued his father for neglecting him for so long because at some point his mom. Sorry, po- it's popular. So I think yeah, yeah. So his mom had to take him to um, a pastor's place. Now the pastor, that's the person that his elder sister married. This person that was she was the closest person to him mm. she was his life basically in fact when she died it was said that he went through a phase mm. i think it was similar to what marvin gay went through when tammy terrell died in the uh, um, late 60s so and of course that happens like it's a thing that happens to musicians they kind of enter like a new stage and of course i think that's a normal thing for human beings you know just going off when they lose somebody very very important to them and then he becomes a new person mm. but it was something that was always said though she always stood his ground hmm. he knew what he wanted and i think that's the reason why the genre for him was more rex lawson's high life yeah. now i think everybody and everybody refers to the same thing even in the documentary was said there was there is high life and there and is there's rex lawson's high life yeah. so there's a difference let's talk about the song now sawale yeah the song has a story has a feeling yeah. has a an identity in a way because it has bounced off generations and it still retained I don't know if it retained the same reason the same Yeah, the, the same, same more baby meaning. Yeah, I think it has retained the same board. meaning. Yeah, cross board. What does Sawale mean? But is is uh Sawale Sawale Sawale, but I don't think that's No 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 no. It's actually it's I think it's ethic. But like you know, because of the fact that Ashawa was used in it and of course you know Ashawa means prostitute, the loose meaning of Ashawa is prostitute. So you might feel like it wasn't uh, something that women should be proud of, but also we also talk about the fact that Rex was known to sing songs in cryptic ways, like he sends messages that's through like cryptic that's, methods. That's cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there was one time he was working for somebody. There was one time he was working for somebody in Oweri, and um, they said his band members said he would always talk about the person. Eh? He would always say something to the person, and he would sing a song. And when he was singing the song, what he was trying to say to the person is, I'm, I'm right here. I don't have, you have not given me enough money to build a house. You're not giving me enough money to be fine. You have to do something to make me stay here or I would leave. I would leave. And that doesn't happen. That did not happen. So, Sawali from Calabari language means open. Open. So, my, my man wanted to like get to the promised land, apparently. Yeah. So, it yeah. gets deeper. Now, I wish we woo, had. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I wish we had done like a stripped down yeah. translation of the entire song, but you can remember, you can tell, oh yeah, my mind, oh yeah, my mind, woo woo baby, right? Was Rex saying all of that? No, corner corner baby. So apparently, woo woo baby, corner corner baby, baby open open open, a shower is the story of the Sawale song. So it's the regular Nigerian. Yoruba demon, Nigerian demon story. <laughs> you're looking for men has come a promised land. You're looking for a place to swim, and oh. you do whatever you can. Uh-uh. That's the truth now. And the spirit did not change. I think 
I like you to change the spirit a little of bit. Of course. Yeah, became, that was that's, diving, that's became be, more no, that had to be friendly now. Come on. You're trying to sell a pop record. Yeah. It had to be friendly. And First of all, high life, high life again. High life was done in different places. They were not playing them on radio all the time. You can you can be an artist, a high life artist, and the energy this guy has, the fact that he sued his dad, gives this I don't give a hoot. So whatever music I make I don't care about your policies. I'm not trying to sell to a record label. I'm going to say what I want. But that did affect him at some point, though. Doesn't matter. But, but it did. He stood by himself. He, he stood by, you know, don't he let, was a bad guy. Let's, to not, let's not forget about the... I was going to talk about this because even before we started recording, I had this in my head. I said I'm going to talk about this for um, Rex Lawson. In 1970, Rex Lawson went on a tour in the UK. Mm. Put together by the Ijo Brothers Union. Okay. And uh, this, these were the words that were used to characterize or explain what happened on that tour. It was chaotic and very unsuccessful. Now, you know, they didn't just say unsuccessful. Very unsuccessful. Absolutely unsuccessful. <laughs> it was bad. Wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you the because reason Because he was why. a rebel. Yeah. In your terms. And because... Yeah. And because... There was no backing of a record label. Now yeah. that happens everywhere in the world. Should we get into that or do we have? No, no. I'm just. I'm just. This is just to dropping in, pass, in passing. But that's the thing about some artists who don't care about status quo. They don't want to be politically correct. But uh, let's not also forget that he came back with like li- hits back to back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm so saying. So after that, he came. I'm back, looking came for another artist in that generation. The indie guys who didn't really give have a like you know people. Magic Fashek didn't give a hoot. Ah, it didn't. Yeah. Because Magic Fashek could have. Magic Fashek moved record labels more said, than five or six times. I've said America. Interscope, Mango. Um, Apart from Co- that, EMI. his music, his activism was dope. Yeah. Uh, I wake up and I see in the middle of the night and I see America on fire. <laughs> I woke up in the midnight and I see Africa on fire, on fire, on fire, on fire. I love that song. That's one part. Yeah. First time I came to New York, I thought you, you, New York was a dope place. Yeah. I said, where did you go? <laughs> I said, yeah, where did you go? on the streets. Like, he was godful. You go to the biggest stage in the world and you sing ghetto. Yeah. If you go to the streets of Lagos, you see beggars, beggars everywhere. I came to New York, I thought I was in paradise, but I saw beggars. So you would respect his activism. Yeah. There was one interview he granted, and he, he said, if they don't send you this work, no do them. He said, me and Fela are like the voices of this generation, you know, anti-government. Yeah. Everybody else was popping, you know, let's make money. Not like they were make, making conscious music, but whipping government. I heard, I heard, it, I heard okay, Fela rejected a million. I think he rejected to 50. Uh, magic yeah wow so this this the stories that we have about these guys are not enough <laughs> you talk about it no no talk Dope about stuff it. i think i think this is a good place to switch before we go on any hits records that you know from um jolly papa there's a song yellow oh yeah my mind oh yeah my mind so there's jolly papa love mu adire anybody nkapake dao so a recall of some hit records by Rex Jim Lawson. I think Nelson should do better. Nelson should do better with the pronunciations because he is from that area. <laughs> Part of him is from that area. So, 
Um, say, say, say that again. That sounds like Calabar. Abasiye Inye. Okay. Abasiye Inye, and that's also a popular one. Uh, so that's like um, I think that's from the Fiki Bibio part of uh, okay, yeah. of Nigeria. Abaribia, um, Hill Biafra, which obviously that was the that was the one that was done um, in. Um, the early 70s and this was when um, Rex Lawson changed the name of his band from what they used to be called before to mm. the Biafran band leaders there's a, there's a part of that story we don't know yeah. we didn't even touch on that uh, we, didn't, we can't talk about everything but maybe some other time well, we have the opportunity to talk about uh, we also have um, I Don't Tire Yellow CC which was Yellow CC was actually huge so there are many many records yeah Sarah Nene then yeah, Salame Mama. That's that's one one of the one of the songs that was referenced in the documentary hmm. that was done. One of the I think Mr. Brown, the man I used to take the Trump, the Susanna Susanna Pangona songs. Sibinabo sounds like a popular thing. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a popular thing. There's a lot lots of songs actually for yeah. Rex Lawson. Enough about Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson. Uh, we move now to Alexito. And talk about what what he did in 1991 from 1988. Tickle me, maybe two albums. Yeah, po- Polygram International Records. Polygram Records recorded um, Alexito. Now, when you think about Alexito, two things come to mind. For the OGs, OGs, they would think Tickle me mm-hmm. because Tickle me was actually a hit, a hit in terms that it actually was big. But then Baby Wala Colombo is like the king of hits for. Alexito, Alexito had a couple of uh, songs, other songs, but they didn't do as well like Baby Wala Colombo. In fact, even till date, I'm remembering this because um, my father was a big fan of Baby Wala Colombo as well, so I, I, I had to hear the song like too much. Trust me, I heard it too much. So I probably know the song from beginning to the end. Not because I want to know it, but because I just know it. It was big on radio. Big everywhere. Well, I saw the video nothing less than 50 times. Yeah, and I'm saying this, so it might be actually way more, but I'm just saying, okay, let me just give you a, a random figure right now. The fact that it came out in 1991 meant that it would play on TV all the way down to 2000, right? Yeah. If it was, uh, obviously this was big, and so whenever TV directors or TV transmission directors needed a fill-up or yeah, something to play. Yeah, that was it. That, that was, was the that sound. Was, and of course, the foreign songs were available as well. Yeah. Uh, this was... I'm the, come on, this was 1991. We already had people like, like Alexo doing uh, videos of Banana, doing, you know, DZK, DZK, Falola. These guys were coming into their own at that time. But Junior, then we have Junior people... Junior and uh, Junior and Pretty... Junior and Pretty was in Polygram Records at some point. Oh, okay. So Junior and Pretty... Was Kenny's around yet? Premier now. Records, no, no, no. Premier... There was Premier Records, Polygram Records. Now, Polygram Records recorded um, Bebu Ala Colombo. But Premier Records recorded Tikumi. Okay. So, that um, era, 1989, 1991, Premier Records were everywhere. In fact, there were a couple of, you know, things that they did that time mm. that <laughs> we can't talk about it because there's no mm. time for it. But, you know, they did a couple of, you know, some things, some things they, to move some artists. Mm. And they really, they really tried because if, at some point they had Venom Mario game. Tambasi. But I have seen Venomaruge was Tambasi in eighty four, but in ninety one she was premier. Tambasi was started Tambasi was in Onicha. I think yeah. they had like yeah. another spot in Badagri, but Onicha was their main I remember um, an article I read one time it was about one chief that had like he got a couple of like got a couple of funds, mm. money from somewhere. Yeah. And decides to like bring the 
record label that yeah. we have in the US. And then you had to fight with people like Decca Records, Decca mm. UK, RCA Victor. Mm. Those guys were the huge guys at that time. And then you know they had like everybody on chokehold. Yeah. Like he choke. People like King Sonia, they the biggest guys. And then you talk about people like Majek Fashek that didn't that didn't like even work with the Nigerian producers a lot. Mm. Because Majek was already Interscope, Sony. I mean, that man changed record labels. Like, you knew that he was trouble wherever he went to. And he was a special artist. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you stress me out, somebody else would, you know. Alex Zito, um, so apparently from what we were able to see, there wasn't a lot. It was just from 88, 91, and maybe extending to 2004. Where but, but between t- between t- what's it what's it called record label Tigri Incorporation uh, in Minnesota. So apparently you're supposed to ship in music from Minnesota in 2004. We signed to Ghanaian rappers. Of course, the game changed. Yeah. 2004, uh, maybe uh, more hit yeah. records would come and take over. But I would like to know the same way we, you know, the previous episode, episode 47, where we talked about Queen of Atrado Rhythms, uh, Obionyoha. It was just about two, three albums. Yeah. Before she did, took a long break. Break, and, and then she did another one in 2015. That's a, that's like the same story for Alexito. But the flip side of this, for the guys who kept going, is the Kwam ones, the Sony Adis. Yeah. I, albums you, every year. You, you or can, albums it, once in two years. You can say it's, Alexito is great. So I just checked and Iogogo was, you know, the video was produced. That's like, a secret company. Yeah, Benson and Hedges. So maybe that was some kind no, of No, that team. was actually, yeah. They came from UK now. I think they did music for a while. Alexito, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, not so much about him, but you know what? Wala Colombo is always going to be up there for him. Yeah, major. We have few artists that, you know, probably, like, for example, I'm trying to remember somebody right now. When the going is good. When the going is good. That's William, William Munyambo. I want to remember somebody else. Things fall up. Steve Monite. Okay. Things fall apart. That was mm. a good song. And it was big. And people liked it. Mm. And people messed with the sound. I mean, it was trying to hold Jeffrey Daniels, Howard Hewitt's um, uh, style at that time with the whole curly hair. Even when, what are we talking about? The guy we have right here, Alex Zito, had the funny hairstyle too. How many Alexis were there? Alex O, Alex Zito. Alex O, Alex Zito. I think those are the ones that were prominent. Fresh. I think Alexo too. No, Alexo was a bad guy. Did a lot. Alexo was a bad guy. She's pretty. She's more. my banana. There's one more guy that Soskid featured on Omoge. Omoge mm. to Farare. We were. Don't tell me you don't know this man. I, I, I don't. I can't remember the song. I'm going to remember. Just hold on. Time now, on you, Mike. Mike Cockery. Mike Cockery. No, Mike Cockery is. always Mike Cockery. Mike Cockery is who you can call a legend. So yeah, that's that's much we can say about Alexito. The song Walang Colombo, you cannot be listening to radio in the early two thousand. Come on, and not know Walang Colombo. I, I think they still play Walang Colombo till now. Oh yeah, baby Walang. It's so it was so big. Mm. Like I can remember now. Like play Walang Colombo today. Walang Colombo. No, nah, it was big. So yeah, push that forward to two thousand and five. Flavor was moving out of out of Enugu to Lagos. To go and scatter Lagos. Exactly. And he. And scatter Lagos, he did. He did. I mean, technically. So, Ashawo, Awusha, uh, is a direct sample. I'd like to believe Flavor connects more, maybe more to Rex. Rex. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. Obviously, it's than more, to Alexito. When we talk about Alexito, Alexito just picked up the tune of that particular song and made it more modern. But in terms of. Um, 
um, what Flavor Nabania did. It was almost a cover. The only difference was because Flavor added his element to make it a sample. I don't know which song came first. Maybe it was um you see that's how you know someone can do it over and over again when you when you have done it and you have shown that you that's one i mean Col- collect another one but then we need, oh, yeah, to, but then we need to realize now that flavor has been here for 16 years yeah and still grinding and he's still very unique he's like one of ones yeah i mean he's, he's he song, plays instruments one of his songs right now can is, one, of songs right, one of his songs right now is in flavor is igbo high life yeah and igbo gospel R- as well and gospel slow high life fast high life gospel is doing everything everything so. and it's always like this yeah that's his dance <laughs> you guys can't see this Nobody boy you know the flavor dance now. come on so, yeah what more what more is there to say i'm very sure we're going to come back to him but let's just talk very fast flavor nabania was born 23rd november 1983 he has been active since 2005 2005 was a two-phase era you know and few artists I mean, I mean, Two Face. Two Face just dropped his. Um, I think Grass Grass Grace. Grace, two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. So that there was year. there was um face to face in two thousand and four. Exactly. So you and know, Grass in and then you have somewhere like Flavor Nabania that came off, and he, he did a, he did a remix. The remix actually blew up more in two thousand and ten. Yeah, that's um five years after. I think that two thousand and five was quite low key, but people were messing with the sound. It was on mixtape. It was on Alaba mixtape. Yeah, a lot of people were messing with the sound because it was really cool. And of course, um, he released another album, Uplifted, in 2010. So, I don't know, we, are we going to take that five years, five years miss, or five years hiatus, as important? I don't think it was a hiatus. It was always playing shows. I'm sure it was always playing Yeah, shows. but like, five years without like an album. But I think we, we can give it, it's different now, because we have a couple of artists that Just we Just know. know it was producing. Yeah, we have a couple was... of artists right now that they don't even make much yeah, music so anymore so yeah he, he must have been active and again he started playing at live bands at mm. bars in in enugu yeah early on so yeah he never really leaves music so uplifted blessed in 2012 thankful in 2014 ijele the traveler in 2017 now in 2018 and flavor of africa released in the year of our law 2020 that year yeah and, and he's still he's still active to date. Yeah, yeah, always playing shows, and he's doing a lot of charity. Yeah, and he said he doesn't want to get married just yet because, you know, monogamy is not all that. That's what he said. That's his agenda, and I I agree with him. That's what he said. Most a lot of the times, I agree with Blackbone Sex Over Love. If if I had a choice, without consequences, to choose between marriage and I mean, <laughs> marriage and polygamy. Let's just be honest. Oh my God! If there wasn't consequences, no, just 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 swear right now that you don't want more than one woman. Don't, don't put me on that spot, man. <laughs> don't put me on that spot. That's enough band for today. <laughs> it's enough talk for today. Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson, Alex Zito, Flavor Nabania, uh, three generations from Sawali 1968 all the way down to 2005. Yeah, the sound never dies. Production credits before we go, what can we do? Production credits, Rex Jim Lawson produced in 1969 the song Sawale and in um, 1991, Chris Ajilo that was also a band member. No, that was also that also helped Rex Lawson in his early years was the one actually produced. He must have been working for Polygram International. Yeah, he must have been working for Polygram International at that time, so basically that made sense. And he produced or maybe that song. Not. 
Yeah, so but then we can see the connect now. So it's possible. He said, "Okay, this Lawson song, you can actually redo it in a different way." Yeah, and he did that, and that was really cool because is that the, the energy though? It being is that aligned? the energy though? Yeah, because this is reggae electronic. Pop. Uh, yeah, but um, you said something about genres switching places from yeah. high life to reggae electronic. So basically, if there's going to be a change from high life to reggae electronic, there has to so be the arrangement extensively is more different. Yeah, there's the big program synthesizers the there. Yeah. I know you were asking me something about a couple of sounds in there. Yeah. It's possible synthesizers yeah. were used and so all that's that. really not exactly a rip off. Yeah, it's, it's a new song with old energy, the old and old elements. Yeah, taking yeah. old elements. And the old elements are making a new one. And out in two thousand and five, it. it looks like Flavor Mustard because it was a producer before that. Yeah, so my best guess, I can't confirm this, is that he produced the song "Onwa uh, Baby" or "Shawo," uh, which is like a remake of Cardinal Jim Rex Lawson's "Sawale." That's enough talk. We hope you enjoyed this. Find Sample Access Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope you share this in your circles. We out. Kona baby, buru buru baby, waka waka baby, suku suku baby, baby wala kolombo, baby wala kolombo, baby wala kolombo, baby wala kolombo. You come chop my money, and you tell me say you love me. You come wala my days, and you tell me say you need me. Baby you trick me so. Baby, you trick me so. Baby, you trick me so. Baby, you trick me so. You come while I'm my life. And you tell me, say you love me. You come while I'm my day. And you tell me, say you need me. How can I catch you, catch you? Your mama, would you catch you, catch you? Your father, would you catch you, catch you? Your brother, would you catch you, catch you? Aha! by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, the Sample Access Podcast.